Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 568 and session number 177 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here, and I do it every single Friday, and I'm still doing it after 177 episodes. So this is fun. I always enjoy hanging out with you guys and keep the questions coming. I'm loving them. So if you want to submit your own question and possibly have me answer it on an upcoming Ask Scott session, all you need to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do that. The other place you can ask a question is head over to my YouTube channel, theamazingsellertv.com. It'll take you right there. You can watch videos there. I'm doing a whole series on brand building and all of that stuff as far as, you know, how to figure out this whole pace thing that I've been talking about and really illustrating it and kind of walking you through that entire process and a whole bunch of other cool things that I'm doing on over there at the uh, the YouTube channel. So definitely head over there, theamazingsellertv.com, subscribe, leave a comment, ask a question, uh, do it all over there. I'd love to see you over there. And the other thing that I want to do here before we jump into the question today, which is really, I should probably kind of let you guys know what the question is going to be about. You probably already know by reading the title, should I launch an old product or start with a new one? And it's a very unique situation, but it's also something we've probably all asked ourselves. Is this product running out of steam? Is it a product that we've kind of run out of stock and we're not sure that we want to reorder again? Uh, does it have any more life to it? Like those are some questions. And uh, is it easier just to go ahead and launch a new product? Great questions. And I'm going to go ahead and address them in this question that I'm going to uh, answer. Actually, I answered it on the YouTube uh, channel and I'm going to air it here in the audio form. You can actually watch me answer all the questions over there on YouTube as well. All right. So that's what we're going to be diving into. Now, I did want to remind you though, Brand Accelerator Live. This is something that was just announced. We're already selling early bird tickets, depending on when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it after, well, you can still go over and probably get a ticket. And if you see that the tickets are already sold out, then you can always jump on a wait list, but get all the details over at brandaccelerator.live.com or theamazingseller.com forward slash live. This is something that I am super, super excited about. And I just want you guys to know that yes, it's called Brand Accelerator Live, but it's really about how to build your business and how to do it successfully, how to build outside sales channels, but then also how to leverage your current assets, whether that's on Amazon and really optimize that further, or if it's how to take your eBay business and bring it over to Amazon, like any of this stuff, we are going to be tying it all together here inside of Brand Accelerator Live. It's about building a real business and leveraging assets that we can build or the ones that we're already maybe sitting on and really accelerate the growth of our business. That's what it's about. So I just kind of wanted to let you guys know that it's not just about private labeling necessarily. It's about how to build a brand. Yes, private labeling has a lot to do with it, but really we're focusing on building a real business, a real brand. And there's a lot of cool things that we can do here with today's you know, tools that we have out there or the platforms that we have. And this conference, this event is really going to be focusing all on that. It really goes hand in hand with pace. What we've been talking a lot about the pace method, the four pillars to building a, a successful brand business. Um, and if you missed that, definitely go check that out. The amazing forward slash pace 
It is a free resource for you to go over there and go through that series that myself and Chris Schaefer outlined. And I also did some whiteboard videos on YouTube as well. So definitely check that out. All right, before we jump into the question, let me give you something that is totally front of mind for me. It happened to me this morning and I'm going to uh, give you uh, my take on this. All right. About four, maybe five, maybe even more, maybe six weeks ago, I actually reached out and I uh, wanted to uh, start looking into possibly, possibly um, leasing a small commercial uh, building or not even a building, but a, you know, a suite of some kind, maybe a thousand square foot. I wanted to have a place where I could bring my inner circle members. We can meet uh, three times a year and then also be able to shoot video um, and be able to have meetings there with my team. Um, any of that stuff, right? Like I wanted to possibly do that and I still may do it in the future. Um, but I reached out to a real estate guy and I said, Hey, I'm interested in doing this. This is what I'm looking at. And possibly even looking at maybe buying a building. If there's something, um, that would make sense in this area. I mean, it's an upcoming area. It's booming, uh, maybe buy a piece of real estate and maybe I could rent out part of it and then, you know, use part of it. And so I'm, I'm a buyer, right? A potential buyer. And, uh, so he reached back out to me and said, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll put some things together and I'll, I'll get back to you, um, on Monday. Well, I never heard back from him, all right? Now, I didn't press him because I'm not in a huge hurry. I'm not even sure if it's something I'm gonna do right now, but if something was a good, if it was a good deal or a good situation or I, I seen that possibly even a, an investment property, I might look into it, right? But he never, never contacted me back. So I was just kind of, I'm busy with everything else going on. I'm like, you know what? I'll reach out to someone else later, whatever. So this morning, he reaches back out to me in an email and he says, uh, hey, Scott, I'm not sure if you're still interested in uh, looking at properties, I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute here. Like I contacted you like five, six weeks ago. Like uh, I'm, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're not even interested in trying to sell me something. Right. So I basically wrote back, I go, uh, you know, yes, I am still interested, but I'm not interested in using your services. Thank you. That was basically it. Oh, and I know what I said at the end. I said, uh, you know, first impression is everything. And I said, and, uh, and you dropped the ball on this one, not good business. And that's what I said you know, and I just want to let him know, you know, and, uh, and he, he replied back, he goes, Oh, Scott, I totally get it. And I'm so sorry. Is there any way you can give me a second chance? And I said, you know, I don't think I can in business. Your first impression is everything. And if it, if you drop the ball on this, what happens if we get involved in a deal? Right? So I just, I wiped my hands with it and I'm like done. I'm like, you're not like, it's different if someone made a mistake and they came back and they're like, you know, oh, sorry, I cut you off. Will you give me a second chance? Yeah, no problem. But we're talking about, this could be a big business deal. This could be a relationship that we might do other deals. He doesn't know. Maybe I'm a real estate investor. Maybe I'm going to invest in other rentals or properties. Who knows? This guy's a commercial real estate guy. So he dropped the ball. So here's what I want to relay to you guys. First impression is everything in business, in life too, but in business especially. It so is. Like if someone comes to your business, buys something, they have a problem and you don't get back to them right away, guess what? That's their first impression of your business. That's what you're going to be doing as far as taking care of them. They're not going to recommend anyone. They're going to talk badly about you. You're probably never going to use your services again. So just really, really consider that for me. Your, your, if your first impression is so, so important. So please don't screw that up. All right. Please do not screw that up. All right. So I just wanted to kind of share that with you and, uh, hopefully, uh, that sunk in a little bit and you're already doing that. So thumbs up to you if you are, and if you're not, 
definitely get that uh, get that fixed. Now, this guy can go out there and he can have a first impression with someone else, but it's not going to be with me. He's already made that first impression. Doesn't work. All right. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, listen to today's question. I'll give you my answer. And then from there, we'll wrap this baby up. What do you say? Let's do this. Hey there, Scott. I have a question. I was doing FBA from 2016 to 2017, and I amassed a nice portfolio of, you know, four products, and each one of them was doing anywhere from 500 bucks to 2,000 bucks a month in profit. So no home runs, but, you know, nice steady income. And at the beginning of this year, 2018, I just completely abandoned FBA to focus on other business pursuits. So I just let everything run out of stock, and I haven't looked at my seller central account in months. Now I want to get back into FBA, and I was wondering what your thoughts are about resurrecting old products versus starting new products. Uh, I think it would be better to start new products, and I've already started looking at new products, um, but it's also very tempting to kind of go back to my old products and the fact that they have a lot of reviews, they already have all the photography done and all that. It's just really tempting to kind of try to go back and breathe new life into them. So I was wondering if you have any thoughts about that. Um, thank you very much ahead of time. All right, cool. So Alex, first off, awesome job on launching products and making a profit. I think you said $500 to $2,000 profit that you were making on these products. My question to you would be, why did you leave those products and why did you just kind of forget about them? I'm just curious on that. So maybe if you are watching or listening, you can drop that down or just private message me. I'm just curious. Um, probably because like a lot of us entrepreneurs, we you know, see that shiny object and we start running towards it. And maybe you've seen something else, but now you're coming back after you've looked at it and go, oh, it wasn't a home run, but it was still generating a profit. I don't know many people out there that wouldn't take $500 a month on something and not really doing anything with it. And as much as $2,000 a month, that's like crazy, right? So yeah, okay, let's let's get to your question because I have a lot of things going on in my head here and it would be really good if we had this, this uh, open dialogue back and forth, but we don't. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you my thoughts from where I think you're coming from, all right? So it sounds to me that you have some products that you've launched that did okay. My question to you would be, my first question to you would be this. Are you planning on starting another brand that's not related to these products? That would make me decide differently, okay? Because if you said, no, I'm going to add more products to this brand or this market, okay? Or maybe I'm even going to drill down a little bit deeper in this market. So that way these products still serve a purpose, all right? So that would be my question. And if you're like, no, I want to get out of that market. I want to start something fresh. Well, I would still keep these things going. I think you can still massage these things a little bit and give them a little bit of love and probably do a little bit better and still bringing in cash flow, right? That cash flow can then help fuel your new thing, right? And you've learned a lot and you can test things over here as well, all right? But you might be saying, well, I'm not going to create that brand over here. I'm just going to keep these products going and they're just going to basically keep running until they fizzle out if they ever do. Um, but that's going to be generating revenue right now or your cash flow so you can fund this other thing. Um, now, let's say, for example, let's do two different uh, scenarios here. Let's say that you are just going to add more products to this product suite. Um, and I think that would be the best if you could. But if you can't, 
because you're not going to be doing it in the same market and it doesn't make sense. But if you were, then I would start going after some of those products inside of this brand to branch out or even just go a little bit deeper. And then I would start building the brand. I would start building the email list. I would start doing Facebook ads and targeting my ideal customer and I'd give them value and content. And then I would do a little bit of retargeting maybe. Like if you have some money coming in from this brand already, we can take that money and we can go and apply it and uh, and really start getting some, uh, some, we can get ourselves noticed in the market is what I'm trying to say. And we can do that with content And if you don't want to wait for the content to get exposure, you can always run Facebook ads to it. And there's a lot of cool things that we can do there. But that's what I would be thinking. Like, how do I serve this market? How do I add more goodwill to this market for them to notice me? Uh, I talked about this in in a uh, meeting that I had with our inner circle group. And I was talking about, like, we're in the business of getting attention, right? Like, a brand needs to get attention. The problem with just selling on Amazon or a channel is we're depending on the searches that are happening every day. And that's great, but a true brand does that, but they also get attention. And the way that you get attention in a cool way is to give value to the market. So that's what I would do. I'd start thinking around these products. If you just wanted to lift them, um, you could just create some content around it uh, as long as, as long as you are going to be Uh, as long as you are going to be using that also in this new brand. If you're not, let's slide that to the side, give that a little bit of love, maybe optimize, maybe find um, some more long tail keywords that can maybe get a few more extra sales. Um, That's what I would do there and just kind of give that a little bit of love. And then I would go over here and I would start from scratch using the pace model that I've talked about. And if you guys have missed the pace model, theamazingseller.com forward slash pace, and uh, that'll take you there. And that's really four pillars that a solid brand, a successful brand can be built upon. Um, But that's what I would do. I would take those principles and those pillars and I'd start building the brand and then I'd start looking at the market as a whole and saying, okay, where can I add value with content but also lead to products that they can potentially buy? These could be physical products, digital products, all of that stuff, all right? So that's what I would do. Um, I wouldn't just forget about this stuff if it's still bringing in money. I would spend a little bit of time to give it a little bit of love uh, and then from there, let that cash flow keep coming in. But not to keep repeating myself, um, I would definitely, definitely say these products over here could fuel the new brand or the business or even the current business um, and that's probably what I would definitely do. So it's definitely worth spending a little bit of time. All right, so hopefully that helped you by me answering that question about an old product that you might have either forgot about or maybe just uh, ran out of stock and you didn't know if you wanted to relaunch it. Just some things to think about. Hopefully this helped you and uh, you can think about that the next time this happens or if this ever happens to you. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to give you guys a couple of reminders. If you want to ask a question on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do that. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 568. And then the other reminder is Brand Accelerator Live. Tickets are now available. They are on sale. I would love for you to be there. There is going to be a limit to how many tickets we have available, and that will be 300 is what we're going to cap this event at for two reasons. One, we want to keep it small and intimate, and that's the size room that we have 
in this hotel and we can't fit anyone else. So it will be capped at 300 regardless. All right. So just, uh, if you're interested, head over there, brandacceleratorlive.com, get all the details, pick up your ticket or tickets. And this way here, you can make sure that you can hang out with us and learn about building your brand and taking it to the next level. Again, brand accelerator live. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to Come on, say it with me, say it proud, say it loud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.